grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, as we become a, a little bit older each year, it's rather apparent to us, isn't it, that we live in a world filled with sin. And the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, more, more often than not, it seems, you know, Satan is able to devise evil schemes in order to hurt us, isn't he? Now, certainly, you know, we had some, some span of, of years, you know, when things seemed pretty easy. Certainly, we, we've gone through, you know, good times, maybe like the, the springtime, the summer of our lives, we might have said, where, you know, the years kind of just rolled by and nothing too terrible really seemed to happen. And in fact, we found joy in those seasons. But yet, like I said, we, we get to the little bit older years, you know, and not as good physically, perhaps. I, I, I think I, I was, you know, sharing with Ruthie earlier this morning that, you know, in, in years past, I could go out and, you know, play and do stuff with, with my boys, and it, it didn't really affect me that much. But now I'm starting to really feel it the next day, you know. And, and, and maybe some of you are there. When, when you're 20 years old, you could get on your bike and ride for 10 miles and it was nothing. And then you get to that, that certain age where you rode 10 miles on your bike yesterday and wow, you can hardly get out of bed this morning. Right? And indeed, that's what our world is like, isn't it? We're, we're getting a, a little bit older all the time and things are a, a little bit harder, it seems all the time, we, we experience terrible tragedies that come upon us. A loss of a brother, a loss of a husband. And we perhaps can come to wonder, where is God in the midst of this? Where is he? When is he going to show up? Have you ever felt that way? It was, oh no, I'm, I'm very spiritual. I've, I've never feel that way. But maybe deep down, right, in, in the back corners of your mind, there have been times when, when you have said to yourself, I wonder when God is going to show up. You know, I really need him right now. But dear friends, the promise always Remains for God has said that even though Satan lay traps for us, and even though Satan conspires against us, and even though the devil himself would lay things in our path to harm us, God has promised He can use those for our good if we will but continue. To trust in Him. If we will but continue to lead our lives according to His will. And we all face those things, don't we? And in fact, we could call those things temptations, can't we? 
Because anything that would try to separate us from the love of God, anything that would try to create doubt within our heart that God really still cares about me, that's a temptation, isn't it? That Satan trying to draw us away from the Lord. And maybe we've gone through lengthy experiences. Maybe there have been times when we just felt a great pain within ourselves, even though it be for two hours or, or two days or, or two months or, you know, for two years, perhaps, right? But there's something you, you have been struggling with for a great length of time. Maybe there's a, a son or daughter, a grandson, a granddaughter that you've been praying for for even 20 years. And you're starting to run out of patience. And, and you're saying to yourself, well, why doesn't God just move? Why doesn't he just change that person? How can I keep on living this way? Dear friends, we can keep living under these conditions because we have the promise, don't we? The promise is that God says He loves everyone so much. That He desires for every single person to be saved. Now, if you're thinking of a loved one right now that you've been praying for for an extensive amount of time, a loved one that maybe seems to be causing you pain over and over through the years, you can rest assured God desires for that person to be saved. You see, you don't have to doubt. We, we don't have to be like other denominations that, that kind of put this mental construct out there that some people are destined for heaven and, and some people are just destined not to make it. And, and so, well, it was in God's hands. But no, rather, we can rest assured God wants everyone to be saved. He desires for everyone to come to the knowledge of Him. That's the love that God has. And the, the wonder of wonder, the miracle of miracles is that God loved us even while we were still sinning. You see, there are other denominations out there that, that kind of put out that mental construction that, you know, God just kind of looks down and he notices the people trying. You know? And then from amongst that pool of people that are really trying, then he selects some of those. And so if you guys would just like go out and really try, I'm sure God will pick you some. But no, that's not what happened, is it? God looked down from heaven while we were still in our sin, while we were doubting Him, while we were even shaking our fist at heaven, while, while some of us were even cursing His name. He looked down at us and said, I want that one. 
I want that one that lives doubting me. I want that one that, that's even clenching their teeth and hating me right now. I want that one so much. I sent my son to die for their sin. Oh, what kind of love is that really? Now, we're, we're used to kind of that, that human concept of love, isn't it? Where it's, you know, kind of love my friends, you know, and hate my enemies, right? Out in, in TV land, I was watching a, a, a special uh, this week, and the, one of the characters, you know, kind of put out their idea about life. And their, their idea was, find something you love, and if anything threatens that thing that you love, you kill it. See? That's the world, isn't it? And that's maybe what we would expect from God, isn't it? That God would love us, but if we fail to love him in return, well, maybe he'd kill us, you know? That God kind of looks down from heaven and he sees that pool of people that are doing good stuff and he says, ah, Yes, some of those I can work with. But no, God looked down from heaven and he saw the truth. We all have sinned. We all have fallen short. We all have failed at times. We all have clenched our teeth. We all have been cursed inside at least, right? Even if you have great self-control and no one has ever heard you swear, there's probably that one time where inside, ah, some word went through your mind, right? We all have failed. We all have fallen short. And God said, I love those people so much, I want them for my own. And even though they've spoiled the world, even though they ask Satan to come into this world and they take advice from him, I still love them. And even though in this messed up world, now that Satan is here, he can lay traps for them and he can hurt them, I still will be there. I still will come alongside of them and, and pick them up again when they fall. I, I still will, will heal them inside in their infirmities. I still can touch their hearts and minds and bring them back to myself again. I can still turn the horrible, rotting mess of this world for good. If they will but love me and follow me and keep my commands. And dear friends, that is the promise. That is what we can build our foundation upon. The Lord himself, he's honest with us. He says, in this world you will have trouble. But don't be afraid. For I have overcome the world. 
You see, dear friends, our God still is powerful. Our God still cares about us. Our God has even wonderful things to say. He says to us, you are my children. You see, you know, from time to time as a, a pastor, I, I've run into to some folks and yeah, they're, they're pretty humble, but they would maybe express their, their faith in these terms. They, they would say, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm not worthy to be in heaven. I hope God will, will kind of just let me be the janitor there. Yeah. I, I hope God will just kind of let me hang out in the corner, you know. Maybe when I'm approaching those, those pearly gates, St. Peter will maybe just kind of you know, cover his eyes and, and he'll you know, just kind of let me sneak in. But dear friends, that's never the case, is it? God calls us not... I need some servants in the heavenly palace. Maybe some of you guys have good enough resumes. And God certainly never says, well, I need some slaves, you know. Have some people unconditionally obedient to, to me, do all the stuff I say, and we'll get along. But no, God says you are his children. That's a, a huge difference, isn't it? To, to not just you know, be a worker and to not just be a, a servant and certainly not to just be a slave, but rather you're a, a son, a daughter of God. A child. And furthermore, you know, he goes even further. He says you are a co-heir with Christ. Right? You're, you're not just the foster kid. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not just the, the, the kid that, you know, the, those folks took in because there was no place else for you to go and they felt real sorry for you, but inheritance time came and the, the legitimate sons and daughters, you know, get the payout. But he says you are a co-heir. You are in God's eyes, in that legal sense, equal with Jesus. Right, when God goes to split up the inheritance, you are a legitimate son, a legitimate daughter. You are that close to God. He has fully adopted you. You're his child. And God says, we're going to reign with him in the heavenly places. Uh, again, that term, to be able to reign with God, right? It, it, it's not just, oh, I'm going to have a decent job. No, God's going to put me in charge of lawn care up there in heaven. I'm going to be in charge of mowing. No, we're going to reign with him, right? 
God has so many wonderful promises that he has to share with us. His kingdom, the promise of heaven. And certainly as I began this sermon, the promise that is good for us here and now, that he can take all the bad things in your life and he can work them for your good. If you will but trust him, if you will but follow after him, that's a promise that we can depend on. Now, you, you might say to yourself, well, how would that exactly work out? You know, maybe you're a, a young person in, in school and, and maybe, you know, you have classmates that, that don't really like you. You have a, a dorm mate or, or a suite mate at a college that you're having some conflict with it. And you say, why can't God just move me to a different place? But guess what? As other people see you taking junk, Right, from your sweet mate, your, your roommate, your, your person that you work with at the office, and that you're responding with God's love, right, by following his commands, by walking his path, they will take notice of you. Whereas maybe before they, they never would have. Because, right, when, you, when you're sailing through life, you know, when, when you're in, well, you know, we used to, to you know, call the golden years, right? The golden years are, are really from when you're, you're, you know, 50 to 60, right? That's traditionally what gold, the golden anniversary, 50 anniversary, right? 50 to 60. You, you, you got to the, the diamond years and you became, like, more brittle. You could fracture easier or something like that. You got the platinum years and you could hardly move or, but, you know, those golden years, and things were, were kind of sailing along, right? You, you kind of raised your family, you know, and, and they were out there starting to do things on their own, and, you know, are feeling pretty good physically. How, how many people looked at you while everything was going fine, and, and they came to you for advice? How many people in, in that time you know, came, came and said, oh, you're such an inspiration? It was probably very few. But people saw you going through some great trial, and they saw you really struggling in some aspect of your life, and you continued to respond with God's love. Then people came and they said, how do you do it? How did you make it through that time? And, and you seem to maybe even still have a little bit of a smile on your face most of the days. But how did you get through that? And you had a testimony, didn't you? I trusted God. My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he carried me in his arms at that time. I have to confess, there were days I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. But God was there. God was with me every second of that two hours, or that two days, or that two years, or that 20 
year span. God was sustaining me with, with His own power. There were times I just was wiped out. I didn't think I could even get through tomorrow. And God helped me. See? Yes, in this world there will be trouble. And in this world, God has promised He will be with us and He will sustain us. But if we love Him, if we keep following after Him, right? Because we, we all have seen just the opposite, haven't we? You know, the bad things of Satan move into a person's life and they self-destruct. And they turn to alcohol, they turn to, to drugs, right? They stop coming to church, they could care less about the things of God, and pretty soon, who knows what happened to them? And no one is coming to them for advice because I, I, I don't need to go to someone for, you know, how do I ruin my life? I'll go come and see that person. Oh, you know, take some drugs and start losing a lot and don't go to church anymore? Sure. Well, it's self-evident, isn't it? Now we go to the people for inspiration that have been where we are and have survived and, in fact, have even thrived through the process. See, dear friends, that is what the promise is. We cling to God. We continue to follow Him in adversity. We allow Him to sustain you and uplift you during those terrible days. Will you be the one that can stand at the end and say, God was with me. God loved me so very much. He sent His one and only Son to die for my sin. Even while I was still shaking my fist at Him. He loved me that much. He called me His own. He, he said I was His child. He, he said even I was a co-heir with Christ. He said... He made a place in heaven for me to come and be with Him someday. He said that He so loved me that He sent His one and only Son that whoever shall believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. And dear friends, God so loves you. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.